preparing for rain Gonna plow my field Cause I'm looking for a harvest For my God, He's real Hello everybody, welcome once again to Spiritual Impact. So glad you could stop by. I'm Senior Pastor Tim Parton of Abundant Life Worship Center, and I'm joined by my associate pastor, Pastor Steve Rose. Steve, it's good to be back on the program. Isn't yes, it? it is. Glad everyone tuned in today. Glad to be back with you as well. We, uh, we hope you, uh, you enjoy the program and uh, are getting uh, advanced in, in the Word. That's what we're here for is to try to teach on how God's Spirit impacts our life on a daily basis. We couldn't live without it, Pastor Steve. That's true. We need Him every minute of every day. Amen. It says in Him we live, we move, we have our being. That's the way we should be, Amen. seeking Him for everything. Amen. So what are we going to get into today? Well, I want to talk a little bit about things that God can't do. And when you look at this, that's really shocking when you start saying that there's things God can't do. You probably got a lot of attention just then. So. Yeah, and I sit there and I go, yeah, because I'm going to go back to preface this with Matthew chapter 19, verse 25 and 26. This is what Jesus said right after He spoke to the rich young ruler and He said, you know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. And right after this, verse 25 says, When the disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed saying, who can be saved? <laughs> he says, if the rich can't be saved, they're going, who, who can? Because it was a belief at that time that everyone that was rich was blessed of God. But we know with the rich young ruler, his one problem was his riches. Yeah. That was the one thing that was his God above God of heaven. He says, but Jesus beheld them and He said unto them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Right. A lot of times when I talk about this, I always say, Hey, man, how many of you out there think that God can do all things? And everybody's going, yeah, yeah, God can do all things. And I say, well, there's some things God can't do. And see, that's what I want to look at specifically today through Scripture, to speak of Scriptures that specifically state things God can't do. Because, you know, it says in the Word of God, God doesn't sleep. But it doesn't specifically say He couldn't sleep if He didn't want to. He just doesn't. And see, the thing is, I want to see what does the Scripture say that God cannot do that's impossible for Him to do. So I'm going to start off with 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10 says, Therefore, it says, I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation. Now, one of the things we need to realize right here, what we're talking about right here, this is the context of what it's talking about mm -hmm. through the rest of these scriptures. It's talking about salvation. It says, Which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It is a faithful saying, For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Now, what does it mean to be dead with Christ? To have our sins under His blood. That's exactly and, right. And put the flesh, the old man is dead. Exactly. We were crucified with Christ on the cross. And then now we're part of that resurrection. Amen. Part of the life. The life that is in us is now the life that's in Christ by the Holy Spirit of God who's within us. And it says right there, but He is the partaker. We partake with Jesus right there. But now some people actually give their physical life for Christ, even today. When they stand up and they say they're a believer, it can cost them their life. But it says if we have died with Him, we live with Him. Verse 12 says, if we suffer, we shall also reign with Him. Perseverance. Now this is one of the hardest things. You know, we're in a society today, we don't have a lot of patience with anything. 
But what we need to do, we need to have that perseverance that says that, you know, no matter what, we're going to go on with Christ because there's times that you'll be in life and you'll be enjoying life and all of a sudden something comes in and it just changes your whole way, it changes your whole world, changes your whole way of living. Mm-hmm. But that's when we've got to persevere. We've got to stand with Christ and believe because He says, listen, He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. That's- that when we're going through that, He's with us right there. Amen. I like that verse 11 where it says, this is a faithful saying. So therefore, that, that's all of God's Word because His promises are yea and amen. So, uh-huh. and, and you're talking about God cannot lie because when God speaks, He is truth. That's right. So whatever He says becomes truth. It becomes reality. If He said my shirt was red, it would be red mm-hmm. because He's God. So whatever He speaks forth out of His mouth, there is life that comes out of that. So it becomes a reality, speaking those things that be not as though they were. Amen. And uh, if we're faithful and if we're true to God, even though we may have to suffer with Him, and we've talked about this many times, Paul said all these minor mm-hmm. persecutions. And, and when you, when Paul's considering things minor, and we talked about him being in the innermost parts of prison, being beaten, whipped, being stoned, and left for dead, having to be let down over the wall by in a basket to escape the city because they was wanting to kill him. Uh-huh. All these things are minor afflictions, according to Paul, compared to what awaits for the born again believer, the child of God. And uh, you know, so we can take heart. And, and take refuge in that. And I like what you said. In life, sometimes we don't see the storm coming. Mm-hmm. You know, on, on the weather, they can kind of predict days in ahead, and people have time to prepare and, and evacuate if necessary. But in the spiritual realm, sometimes storms hit without warning, and they do shake us. But I'm glad that our foundation is secure. Amen. That's because right. it's in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. That's a great point. And when you're sitting there talking about perseverance, you know, thinking about that stoning, talk about perseverance. A lot of people today, that one stone, we've been, that hurt. I don't know if I want the rest of them. But it says afterwards, he came back, and you know what he did? He said he got up, went back in, and began to preach the gospel. That's perseverance. Well, he was left for dead, so they knocked him out. Uh huh. <laughs> so that's something right there, and I'm telling you, but that's what we're talking about. The perseverance is speaking of right there in verse 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. That speaks of the perseverance all the way to the end. But it says this then it says, if we deny him, he also will deny us. That's talking about that people who just absolutely will not believe who Christ is. You know, in the end, they've denied Him all this time in the judgment when they will face. And the Bible says, you know, it is destined once for man to die and then the judgment. They will have to stand mm-hmm. before Christ and He will deny that He knows them. But He says in verse 13, If we believe not, yet He abideth faithful. It says, Amen. He cannot deny Himself. I like that. He cannot deny who He is. And when I start thinking about that, why is that a good thing for us that God cannot do this? If He can't deny Himself, that means who He is is what He's going to do. And I think about that. He is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, our provider. He's Jehovah Rohi, the Lord God, our healer. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord God, our righteousness. He is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. That means He cannot deny Himself. So if He cannot deny Himself, He's telling us the truth. Amen. And that means that's part of His character. When you talk about the names of God, it really describes the character of our Father who's in heaven. So when He's the God of more than enough, when He gives you what you need, 
It's going to be more than what you need. It's going to be a, it's in abundance. Amen. You and I are both fathers. So we have children and those children we know are, they belong to us. Mm -hmm. And people that know us know that they belong to us. And it doesn't matter how many times that you might state that, no, you can't change the fact. You can't change right. DNA. That's right. And if the DNA, the blood of Come Christ, on. is on the inside on. of us, uh -huh. there's no way he can, die, nor would he ever deny those that believe and put their trust in him because we have made him our Lord, our God, our salvation, our Savior. He is our coming Messiah. And I'll tell you, when you talk about that, knowing you're a child of the King, I remember one time in Walmart, I was in there, and you know, you always hear kids crying in Walmart, it seems like. They're screaming about something. But I was in there one day, and I heard a baby cry, and I was going, wait a minute, that's mine. <laughs> and you know what Daddy did? Daddy went to find out what was wrong, oh, yeah. what was making my child cry. And see, that's the thing right there. It says that our Father in Heaven, His ears inclined unto the cry of the righteous. Right. That means when we call, He listens. That's our Father in Heaven. He loves us so much. Amen. He's a... Uh... He's a good, good father, and because he's a good, good father, he will chastise yes. us when we get away from his will. But it's for our benefit. It's for our good. It's it's with love. Yes, always in love, and and we're not to, we're not supposed to despise those chastenings. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to embrace them because it is a learning process, and it's simply because Father is teaching us. This is bad. Mm -hmm. This is good. It's like teaching your child, don't touch something hot or don't wander off or this or that. Our Heavenly Father teaches us in the spiritual realm the things that we need to uh, not go after mm -hmm. and the things that we need to seek Him for. And uh, it's just good to be a child of God. There's nothing like it. You can, you can have all the titles in the world, but to be a child of God, mm -hmm. the creator of this universe, to know that He dwells, His Spirit dwells on the inside of us and that we can go before the throne room not only once but every time, like you said, boldly, mm -hmm. go in there, crawl up in our Father's lap crying, Abba, Father. That's something to be in the lap of God. What better place to be Amen. than there? But you know, He says, if you draw nigh to Him, and really, I used to not understand that word. I'd always say, well, if you stay away from God, He'll stay away from you. But that's not what that verse says. Mm -mm. It actually means when you draw near to God. It says, He will draw near to you. And that's a promise. And you know, Amen. if He can't deny Himself, He's the God who is above all. He is the great I Am. And you know, a lot of times I love it when in the Old Testament, the people would come and say, that He'd say, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now we know Abraham and Isaac and Jacob died in this physical world, but guess what? They're still alive. Amen. Because he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. You know what? That's not the final, it's not the final decision for the child of God. It's not the final thing that we're going to have to cross over because he says he has already taken the sting of death away. And glory be to God. Hallelujah, we're in him today. We step from death unto life. Yes. Uh, I may be getting ahead of you here, but I was kind of looking on down in here. And it says that we're to remind them of these things, charging them before the Lord not to strive about words to no profit. The only thing that's going to profit, profit us anything is what thus saith the Word of God. Mm -hmm. I can put all my opinions, all my ideas, and everything like that. That don't mount to a hill of beans. It's what thus saith the Word of God. And uh, 
You know, we are to, we are to preach the word in truth and love, to reprove, to rebuke with all long suffering. Everything we do is supposed to be in the love of God. Mm -hmm. And when we do that, as ministers, we are supposed to teach the people what God's Word says and, and everything that He has in store for them. That spiritual impact that being a child of God, we live so far beneath, Pastor Steve, mm -hmm. where God wants us to be. When we think about our Heavenly Father, the Creator of this universe, who spoke everything that we see into existence, and yet we live in so much lack and want. And I'm not talking about material things. Mm -hmm. We live, sometimes Christians are some of the most defeated people you see because it doesn't take much to shake their world because they're not looking at what thus saith the Word of God. Their foundation is upon Jesus. It's never going to crack. Nope. That Absolutely ship, not. even though your ship may be in the midst of the storm, as long as Jesus is the captain of that ship, it's never going down. That's right. Amen. We have victory always in That's Jesus. That's good. That's good right there to know that. He is the foundation. You know, if you're building on anything other than the foundation, which is Christ Jesus, you're building on the wrong foundation. The Word of God says there's two foundations to build on. One's the solid rock, which is Christ. The other is sinking sand. So you're, and today that's the whole, you're talking about truth. It's one or the other. It's not, well, you know, let's go build a house and we'll put part of it on the rock and then part of it on the sand. Well, I'm going to tell you, that ain't going to work because that's going to bust the foundation. You got to dig deep and you got to, and I like that. That man dug deep and found it upon the rock. It's not just a little, you know, casual relationship. You get in there and you find the treasures that's buried in the Word of God. And when I look at that, but yet when we're talking about something that Yahweh cannot do, He cannot deny Himself. So that means every name that He has, which describes His character, He is. Amen. And if He cannot deny Himself, if He uh, went out and, you know, He swears an oath to Himself, what greater? That's it. There's nothing else. I mean, you try to swear by anything else, you can't because He cannot deny Himself. For the words that I speak, he said, are spirit and they're life. Amen. Amen. You know what, too, uh, we look, and I think the Pharisees, they all had a problem with this because uh, they thought they were so high and mighty. They, they loved their status. They loved for people to look upon them. But the purpose that Jesus came into this world was to simply save sinners. That's right. And you know the one thing, they always looked about this, but you know when Christ came, He looked to the heart. He did. He saw them for what they really were. He says, you know, you're like sepulchers. <laughs> Ain't that something you have to be called a, a tomb? <laughs> he says, you're like a tomb. He says on the outside, He says, you're all white and shiny. He says on the inside, you're full of dead men's bones. Yep. And see, He spoke the truth to them. And you know when He's speaking truth right there, that was one of the hardest things for them to accept was truth. Mm -hmm. And see, that's the one thing about the Word of God, one of the things it'll do when you're talking about God cannot deny Himself, when He brings the truth, it says Jesus is the truth. Amen. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And when the truth confronts you, when you're reading the Word of God and the truth confronts you, you've got you to say, listen, my way was wrong. Mm -hmm. I've got to believe what God says. So the first thing I want to look at when we're talking about this was Yahweh cannot deny Himself. So that means every name he has that describes his character, his being, and what he does, he says, I can't deny it. <laughs> he, says, uh, he says that's what he is. Uh, the other is over in Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 16. It says this, it says, For men verily swear by the greater, 
and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. So that means to seal something, that's when somebody says, I swear to you know, the Lord above that I'm going to do what I say. They said that's the end of strife right there. It means you, you believe it because you know they swore an oath. But as we know in this lifetime, man's word, it ain't always binding. It's it, very it fickle. Always, even when they do that. But it says in verse 17, it says, Wherein God willingly, more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise, that's us, the immutability of His counsel confirmed it by an oath. He says, because they want an oath, He gave them an oath. And He says right here, verse 8, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Amen. One thing God cannot do is lie. He says, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. We've run into that, the refuge of God who cannot lie. So when you're looking at it, God cannot lie, what does that mean about every promise you have in this Word? Think about that for just a minute. They're true. They're true. So if we have a promise in this, God can't lie. He can't put this in there and lie because He can't do it. And, he cannot lie. And the thing also, He's no respecter of person. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned earlier that he states, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and He's our God. And everything that He did for them, for Moses, mm -hmm. for Elijah, for Jeremiah, for all of them, He's the same yesterday, He's the same today, and He'll be the same tomorrow. He don't ever change. So what He did for all those patriot saints back then are still in effect for you and I. Uh, the benefit is, is we have a better covenant because yes. of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And I like that. He says, you know, He never changes. Nope. Have you ever worked for somebody that changes <laughs> or somebody that's moody? And you have to come in, you're, you're going, what mood are they going to be in today? Yep. But that's when I go to the Lord, you know what? He's the same. Yesterday, today, right. and forever. Does not change. You know what? He loves me. He even said, I changeth not. Mm -hmm. That's right. So That's, if something's going on, it ain't God is changing. No, no. You gotta you gotta go look in the mirror. <laughs> That's true right there. And I always said, you know, when we're pointing fingers at somebody else, that there's three pointing back at us. And yeah. we really gotta judge ourselves according to the word of God. But I like that. But it is impossible for God to lie. That means these promises we have in here, if we get in there and find the promises of God, he cannot lie. I've got a little footnote here that I was just happened to glance down and see. It says, But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward men appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. His mercy. That's right. He saved us. Through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by His grace, you, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Mm -hmm. What, what security? I'm telling you, it's a heirs it means what belongs. It means to, we can't be left out. That's right. What belongs to Christ belongs, belongs to, to us. I, I'm telling you, what a promise we have right there. And you know that what you just read? That promise? It's not a lie. That's, that's true. Because, <laughs> again, God cannot lie. And that, for us as a, a believer, that's one of the greatest news you can hear right there, that God can't lie to you. 
You know, there's hardly a day goes by, Pastor Steve, that I don't sit just awestruck because of God's mercy and grace toward us. Mm -hmm. And so many times, and, and I may have, I don't know if I've told this on this program or not, but I've, I was driving down the road one day, and I got to thinking about how good God had been to me. And tears began to flow, and I was just rejoicing, and I guess people coming by me thought I might have lost my mind. But, you know, God said His people are a peculiar people, so I don't want to look like the world. I want to look different. But, but I was just thanking Him, and I just, out loud, I just spoke. I said, God, who am I and what was I that you would do all this for? And He spoke to my spirit two words. He said, you're mine. Hallelujah. I mean, you're talking about rejoicing then. <laughs> I don't know what took place after that. I mean, you're talking about lighting your fire. And I'm telling you, it says, and you know his voice. Oh, yeah. So you know who talked to you. So you also know that ain't a lie. That's <laughs> Hallelujah. What he's telling you. That the great the God of glory considers me his. Amen. Glory be to and God. And he is mine. That's right. You don't get a better relationship than that. Amen. And it goes back to that, you know, and why are we that way? It's not because of the works that we do. No, no. And see, that, that's the one thing a lot of people get hung up. It's all the works. But now the Spirit of God produces works in the believer. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it says it's by grace are you saved through faith. Yeah. And not of works, lest any man should boast. Works will be a, a, a fruit of, of our, our labor in Christ mm -hmm. when we are grafted into his family. You can't help but produce fruit because God expects us to do, produce fruit, but it's, it's his spirit working through us that produces. It's never of ourself. It's, right. it's never of flesh. Right. I couldn't do enough. You couldn't do enough. I can't be good enough, but simply by God's grace and mercy and Christ's shed blood at Calvary and the Holy Spirit working within us, leading and guiding us in the way that we should go we say many times, He blesses us and loves us in spite of ourselves. Amen. And you know, when we talk about that, a lot of people will think, you know, well, grace was a New Testament thing. That salvation came by grace in the New Testament. No. When you look at the Word of God, it was always by the grace of God. He laid down the law so we'd know right from wrong, but then He told us what we needed to do. And it took a blood sacrifice, but each year they had to have the covering because it's the blood of bulls and goats. Why was Noah spared before the flood? Because Noah found what in the eyes of the Lord? Grace. Grace. Mm -hmm. So grace was way back then. That's right, exactly. And it's always been by grace. And you know, that's one of the hardest things for the church to accept a lot of times is it's by grace. Not of the things that we do. And again, when you ask people a lot of times, you say, why should you inherit the kingdom of God? And they'll tell you, because I do this, I do that, and I do this. What my answer to that would be is because of the blood of Christ, because of what He did for me on the cross of Calvary. That I put my faith and trust in Him. And He says, when I put my faith and trust in Him and believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ the Savior, He says, you are saved by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. That means heavens are home. Glory be to God. Which the God that cannot lie and cannot deny Himself has given me that promise right there. And that's something you can count on. You know, another promise I love in God's Word is when... The church is raptured out. It says, Christ Himself That's right. will meet us in the air. Amen. He's coming to get us. That's right. And where He is, there we can be also. I tell you, there, 
There are a lot of things in life that bring joy to us, and God created many things that we see, and we all like to go up to the mountains and just look at His creation and His beauty, but there's not anything that takes the place of the peace in knowing mm -hmm. that everything in your heart is settled with Jesus Christ, and that should I go home today, I know where I'm going. Amen. Not because of anything Tim Parton done, because of what Jesus done at Calvary. Thank you, Lord. And if you're watching this program today and you don't have that assurance, you don't have that relationship with the great God of glory who only wants good things for your life, who, who wants you to come and live with Him forever, eternally in heaven, if you will simply believe and trust in the name of Jesus Christ. Pastor Steve, it's only a prayer away. That's right. And would you help them? Father, I come to you, Lord. Yes, Father. I confess that I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. I believe that you are the Savior, the sacrifice. Father, I ask you to forgive me of my sins, to cleanse me yes, from my unrighteousness. And Father, thank you, Lord, for saving me, making me a new creation in Christ Jesus. Father, I give you thanks, and by your grace I am saved. One day I shall see you. And again, I give you thanks in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and gave your heart and life to Jesus, or you're just enjoying everything, we would love for you to send us an email or something. Let us know so that we can pray for you. We like to put you on our prayer list and just uh, all our friends and partners. We want to encourage you to be all that you can be in God. And we just want to be able to lift your name up in prayer. But uh, you know what, Pastor Steve? I just appreciate God's goodness. Amen. And I appreciate the fact there is some things that He can't do. Amen. And when we find out about those things He can't do, it just encourages us in the things in which He can do. Amen. Glad that uh, He knows our name. That's right. And He calls us by name. Yes, He does. And we can call upon Him. You think about, you know, there's a lot of dignitaries in life that even by, you know, you have to have an appointment and you have to really be somebody to get. But the greatest one of all, mm -hmm. I call Father. Amen. And He says, my child, come anytime. Amen. Boldly. Boldly. Not arrogantly, but boldly. You don't have to come in and be, a, and be afraid, but you can come in and trust knowing that I love you and everything I've promised here, I want to just put into your life. Amen. That we can have that good life. It's always good to come together here on the TV show, but we'd like to see you in person. We'd like to invite you to come down to the Abundant Life Worship Center Amen. located at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway in Sevierville, Tennessee. You can also check out our website. That'll be alwcsevierville.com. And you can email us at alwcsevierville at gmail.com. And our phone number is 865-366-1173. Amen. We're just part of the family of God, so we invite you to come grow with us. And uh, we'll be looking forward to seeing you either at the church or next time here on Spiritual Impact. Until then, this is Pastor Tim, Pastor Steve saying God bless you. We love you. Walk with God. Trust with God. Amen. Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Tim Parton of Abundant Life Worship Center. For those of you that live in the Sevierville area 
or maybe you just visit from time to time, we'd like to take a moment and invite you to come visit us at the church. We're located at 923 Dolly Parton Parkway right here in Sevierville. Our service times are Sunday morning at 11 a.m., Wednesday evening at 6.30. We just love sharing the Word of God. And we're just a family church, so we invite you to come grow with us. God bless. Overcome with just a little faith. We are never alone. So this battle I won't fear. Cause I can hear the sound of help.